Hi everyone and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers Podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I am your host, Autumn Frisbee. Hi and welcome to the show. Today's guest is Paola Mendoza and she is a local homeschool mother of two and the owner and founder of the Generation Christian Academy Co-op in Palm Beach County. She is here to talk about her co-op as well as talk about her homeschool story. So thank you for being on the show today. Thank you very much. What an honor. Thank you. Okay, thank you for joining us today. Would you mind sharing with the listeners about your family and your homeschool journey so far? I'll start by saying that I am a mother of two. Um, I'm married. My husband does have three older children, but um, they're grown. Uh, I do have uh, two girls. One is 10, Emily, and my oldest daughter is Emma. Um, And um, yeah, so my my homeschooling journey started, I feel like my start, my journey started in my heart even a couple of years before I was able to start um, homeschooling. So it has been um, a pretty long journey. If we add those to my journey, it will be six years <laughs> in the journey of homeschooling, um, officially in the um, actually doing it for four years. So uh, my kids were in the, in the public district for, you know, pretty much since they were little toddlers to um, first year of um, middle school. And my youngest one was in third grade when I pulled her out. And talk about that transition or what led to your decision that you were going to start homeschooling. Yeah, yeah. So um, my transition was, you know, I said that it got it got started in my heart a couple years before I actually did it because I really started seeing um I, I really wanted more for my kids. And and I said that because having to send them out for school, I really felt like I didn't really know what my kids were learning. I I didn't feel like I had much of any saying in what they were learning. I didn't have any saying in the environment or really the things that were put, being poured into them. Um, and also academically, both of my children, actually, I found out much later, and this was not really through the school district. It was actually a, a um, homeschool evaluator that talked to me about it. Both of my children had a vision issue. So their eyes, they could see, but their eyes didn't work as well as they should. And so my children both needed eye therapy. But at that time, I didn't know. And um, I just didn't feel like my kids were really being helped um, at the at the public school. Um, they tried. And, you know, my oldest daughter did get better with her reading. But I still felt like there was a lot of things that I didn't have any control or I couldn't really help. So, you know, both of my kids had a lot of issues with spelling um, and the spelling tests were just literally tortures every mm-hmm. every month that we had those. And it was just a really tough time to, to feel like my children's needs were met. Um, and as my daughter got older, um, she couldn't really do electives, you know, in middle school because she had to sit out and do more of this remedial stuff. So it just kind of started feeling like I just really wanted more for them. I really felt, and then I started meeting people that spoke about homeschooling and they were amazing influences in my life. And so I really started praying and really wanting more. Just, you know, I felt like he wasn't the best for my kids. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And as as you saw that the school was kind of becoming more of a burden than a joy for your daughter, Absolutely. I'm sure that was hard to see that. 
It was it was torture. And, and, and I think that coming home from a very long day of work in a very long day at school to do homework and, you know, to do things that was just really hard. The, the math curriculum just was not the way my youngest daughter really didn't grasp it. And then there was nothing that they could do in the in the school. Right. There was mm-hmm. that she just needed to keep pushing forward. She just needed to keep on. You know, it didn't work, but we still had to do the things that wasn't working. So it really frustrated them and it frustrated me greatly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one size approach doesn't work for anyone who may have even the slightest of learning disabilities. Exactly. Right. So um, so that was great. And then how did that tr- transition go from public school to homeschooling for the for the girls? Were they excited? I think I think it was it was a combination of different things. I think that when it came to the academics, we we kind of stopped doing a lot of the things that wasn't working. So I believe that was um, very relieving to them. We put away all the testing. My oldest daughter had great anxiety. Even you know the 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 word test gave her just. Just she would really cry and have a lot of anxiety. So she dealt with a lot of that the first year. So we really kind of stripped it down to we just kind of start doing what where we are and we're gonna build from there. Um, and you know, God provided wonderful teachers and people to come alongside that made them right where they were at. So they were definitely relieved. We didn't do any more spelling tests. <laughs> we started, um, you know. Actually, my third grader was reading at a kindergarten level at that point, really not thriving in her reading. And so we started a phonics curriculum at that age. I continue to do everything else, and I'll speak about the co-op that we were at, but I started just doing phonics, and I started really, really basics at the kindergarten level, and she thrived. You know, she ended up at the third grade reading at her level, and so... In that aspect, I feel like they really enjoyed it and the stress really went down. I think that socially, that was the only thing that, especially my little one was really kind of missing, you know, some of the the going and seeing her friends daily. But, um, you know, I have, I have spoken to her and we are very much involved in our church and have lots of friends with kids the age and then being part of the co-op helped. So I took it upon myself to really make sure that socially she was getting that aspect. But that was the only thing that, you know, was was transitionally different. Uh, For my oldest one, for whatever reason, we don't have a lot of people her age that she could relate to. So it was a little rough, Um, but we've been working through it. And um, just even having mentors, you know, even older people in our church, mentor her really helped her. So yeah, just kind of, you know, that's just the sincerity, you know, I think the kids really do like to see their friends every day. And so that's, that's where we homeschooler parents need to really be conscious and, you know, kind of go the extra mile to make sure they get that. Yeah. And find resources that um, they can get plugged into. And so what were some of those resources that helped you out when you first started jumping into homeschooling? Yeah, so um, when I when I started jumping into homeschooling, I asked a lot of questions to people that were um, homeschooling already, and uh, you know, just great mentors. I have one specific lady that's amazing, and she had been associated with the co-op that I started, um, and she told me about it. She put me in contact with the person who run it, and so we became part of this co-op that met once a week. 
uh, that had amazing moms and people that, you know, have, you know, homeschooled for many years. And so they started giving me more of that confidence that I needed, kind of talking to me about curriculum and what really homeschooling is about, right? Not just the academics, but the the character building and just kind of meeting your child where they are, just all kinds of wonderful things. So the co-op was a huge resource for me and just, you know, just kind of like what we're doing here, just talking to to other homeschool parents um, that have resources. So just people, I think that God has really placed very key people in my life. And now I kind of want to be that for people, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I do want to say, hey, I don't have all the answers, but I do know some people that may help us. And so it's, I think that the homeschooling journey is definitely a community, unique community. And, um, but I found that people are really welcoming and I feel like the, if we do I honestly seek for that, for that community, that help will find it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, definitely. I feel like building those connections is key because someone's going through what you're possibly going through right now. And I think that's mm-hmm. just a good outlook to have as a new homeschool parent. Um, you're not alone. Like even in your situation where you saw some learning difficulties, you know, that is very overwhelming. And sometimes you can feel very, it can feel very heavy. So to know that you can get through that and now you're on the other side of that, it's just, it's hope for those parents out there. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I didn't mention it, but I'm actually a civil engineer, so I'm not an educator. I, I come from a very technical background. You know, math is my thing, and I love science and things like that. So for me, um, going into a classroom or, you know, even, even going and thinking that I could teach my children was kind of um, a very humbling experience, but one that I knew that God had prepared me. Um, and now that I'm doing something totally opposite, you know, I worked as an engineer for 14 years, mm-hmm. but now that I'm doing something different, I, I see how God is even using those, those skills and talents that I learned and that I gained through those years to, to even bring it to my kids and, and those that are in our co-op. So, yeah, that's so great. Yeah. yeah. And I know you mentioned before that you were, um, working full time when you decided to homeschool. Can you talk a little bit about how that transition went? Sure, sure. So, you know, one of those things that happened with the pandemic, I feel like that was, you know, being home, I was working for a city and um, everybody was sent home. And so we started doing some of that online uh, craziness, I call it. And so we just kind of stayed home for those, I don't know, six, eight months uh, to finish this school year. And I had already, like I said, been praying about it and it was a couple of years before that I just, I needed to have the faith that I, that God could make a way when there was no way. Honestly, I, I, I work in the private sector forever and coming to the public, it was even more tight with, you know, flexibilities or working from home. But then that year I said, you know, I just cannot do this anymore. I remember very vividly reaching out to my, to a principal or assistant principal in the elementary school, just kind of speaking to them about the math curriculum. And it was just such a door closed in my, in my face. Like he was just so like, he, he wasn't really helping me because he couldn't help me. You know, his hands were tight. And I remember just saying, God, I need 
to trust you. And I did. And so I kept them. I didn't send them after that. Um, and God allowed me for that year to work from home. So I, somebody from church was leaving with us, a, a young girl, and she was homeschooling a couple of days. I was homeschooling a couple of days. And so the journey started just by faith, honestly. And so when I, when I was able to trust God that he was going to give me the desires of my heart, he did. And so we did that for a year and I ended up home, uh, being able to work for a whole year from home and, and do that. Um, my kids eventually went back to the, went to the, they were part of the co-op. So let me say that too. So with the co-op and, um, you know, speaking about those, those influences in your life, the, I, I know that God uses people from the co-op to allow me to be part of the co-op, even though I really wasn't going there like everybody else was. <laughs> You know, they gave me such grace. They just said, you know, we yes, bring your kids. You know, they charge very little. I paid the little, but I wasn't even doing the full lifting that all the other moms were. But they were so kind to me. And I will forever be grateful um, that they said, you know, we'll make it work. And I, you know, I don't know that I ever did enough. I know I didn't, but they were just so grateful to allow me. So my kids were going there on Monday and then we were doing the schooling uh, from home. And then the, eventually the following year, I had to go back to the office. I had to pay a friend of mine to take him to the homeschool and homeschool during the week. And then um, not until last year, then I just said, you know, God, we're going to do this. And so I took them back and I started the co-op myself. So um, and now I run the co-op on Mondays, but I'm also actually homeschooling seven different kids, seven kids from a family they're, you know, it's kind of like a private tutoring. So that's kind of where I'm getting most of my income and I get to homeschool my kids as well. So it has definitely been a journey of faith <laughs> more, more than I ever thought I would go through, but it's really, God has been meeting us all the way through. So I guess if there's anybody who needs the encouragement, I, I want to encourage you to have faith, to believe that God hears your prayers and he knows your heart. And if you really do desire to do this for your kids, he'll meet you there and he'll open up doors where you don't see. You know, that's what scripture says, that God is opening those doors for for us as we trust him. Right. Um, so a lot of times we don't see how it's going to happen. We don't know that we can do it. But if we trust the one that can, um, he'll do it for us. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's so great because it is the community aspect of homeschooling that um, you know, for parents out there who are thinking, okay, I'm going to start homeschooling, but what is it going to look like a year from now? Or what is it going to look like next month? Well, sometimes that's just too much to even think about. Um, so jumping in and really getting a community, you can find ways. There's lots of people who are looking to support families, um, like you mentioned. So what was your inspiration behind starting the Generation Christian Academy Co-op here in Palm Beach County? Thank you so much for that question. Does I think it's the best way to ask um, why I started the co-op, why I started the academy. And the academy is really the umbrella business. Uh, right now I'm running the co-op. Um, and how I started is not where we want to be, but this is kind of the humble starting of the business, the academy. And so what we do in our, and the reason why I started it is um, to support parents. I felt like if I was in the place where I, I am or I was working and desiring to homeschool my kids, I figure there would be more people in my place. Um, 
And I also wanted to provide that academic, you know, aspect of homeschooling because I feel like a lot of times is it could be a little um, overwhelming or we may not have the skills that we need in a particular subject, especially as our kids, our kids grow. We we need resources. We need um, that help. And so I started looking into all kinds of different programs and things. And actually, in our area, I'm in the West Palm. I, you know, I live in the Wellington area, but more in the east side, in the, you know, Lake Worth and Greenacres and, you know, Boynton. There's, there's not a lot of resources for parents in this area. So I, um, I decided to start with the co-op. The opportunities actually landed on my lab, really. To, to kind of take over the co-op that my kids had been going through. Um, some of the parents stayed and, you know, a lot of them are the ones kind of coming alongside with me to run it. We do have some some paid teachers and some teachers that are kind of, um, that that's what they do. So we have those. But the inspiration came from just wanting to help people that were in a, or that are in a similar situation than me. I I remember thinking, I want to give my kids the best. And for me, it was homeschooling was the best. You know, I think that everybody could have different ideas of what's best for their kids. But at that point, and even now, I know that's the best for my kids. And so providing that opportunity for parents to to be part of something, to be that, to receive the support that I received, that's the inspiration behind it. Um, as we grow, I, I want to have more than once a week. I want to have more like a university style program where kids could come and just take classes. Um, not necessarily in a, in a grade, but more at their own level. And then we're also going to have something that I'm calling it study room. I don't know if it's still that name, but we'll, we'll have some of some people to come and do some tutoring and maybe some therapy, maybe have some occupational therapists and speech therapists to come at the place, at the location to support the children that may need it. So, you know, the vision is is still de- being developed, but um, I feel like this this first year has been a huge blessing and I'm definitely being able to help some people. We do have a drop-off program. So the way that I'm running it is we have some, some teachers, some moms doing the teaching but then we've opened it up for people to drop off. So they could drop off and get introduction to the subjects, and then we provide a homework sheet, which is very, very helpful um, for parents that are homeschooling to just kind of continue the education at home the rest of the week. Okay, so currently this year you're offering um, electives, but also core subjects. That's correct. So yeah, that's that was kind of more the academic side, but yes, we do have electives that we've been um, providing now for for the whole year. And we actually uh, graduated our first semester last week with a nice recital. So um, yeah, we, we're definitely trying to to do everything, the academics, but also the electives, and, which really emphasizes on the um, social aspect of homeschooling as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, there's such a need for that. And you're offering, offering some amazing elective classes from what I've seen. Um, so it's very fun. Um, if parents would like to get more information about the academy, how do they do that? Yeah. So I am working in getting a website going. Um, I do have a Facebook page, 
but I, I realize now that I, I need to move that to be not under my personal name, but because it is now, but I'm working on some of those marketing things as I grow. But for now, they could email me or call me. The email will be gcacoop at gmail.com. And that's GCA as Generation Christian Academy, uh-huh. uh, C-O-O-P as co-op at gmail.com. And uh, my phone number is 954-708-5589. And just, you know, just call me or test me, email me, and I'll, you know, hopefully I could get you into the Facebook page for the co-op as well. So you could see a little bit more what's going on. Um, so you know, I want to be more more reachable here soon. Uh, so hopefully, as I as I grow, I will do that. That's great. Um, before we go, just a few more questions. Um, how have you seen homeschool change over the years since you first started homeschooling? Mm, that's a great question. I think I've seen a lot more people join us. I think I've seen um, people being more um, open to to different opportunities to different ways of schooling, which is very exciting. Um, I did not grow up being homeschooled. I came from Colombia when I was a teen, went to regular high school here, and, you know, kind of that's all I knew. But um, as I've seen it throughout the years, I feel like more people are being more flexible to thinking that, you know, there's different ways to do this, except, you know, not only sending them to a classroom, whether private or public. Um, so I've seen it grow. I've seen um, just different different schools and different pods and different things kind of popping up, you know, different fun ideas. Um, so I've seen it just just thrive and it's exciting. You know, I feel like there's, there's not only the academics, um, it's a concern to parents, but I feel like, you know, the safety and the messages, the influences that our children are kind of being exposed to in the public school um, and in the private school too, you know, it just kind of leaves um, a lot of people wanting more. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that desire their kids to not only learn, but also to grow as, as individuals of character and faith. It just kind of leaves you really in a place where you know you need something different. And mm-hmm. so um, it's cool. It's cool to see it grow and, and just get more and more fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you could offer one piece of advice for parents who are on the fence to homeschool, what would you kind of tell them today? You know, I think that God really created us. Um, He put it in us to be the number one influences in our children. And it's not to say that you have to do all the teaching, right? It's not to say that you need to be good in math and science and biology and writing and reading and, you know, to be a good teacher. That means that you you have the answers to what their unique needs are. Um, and so it's kind of like as you as you have the desire to to homeschool, um, really trust that God will lead you. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of times we don't do it because we we feel insecure, maybe even in our own education or even in our own ability to be patient or in our inability to stay calm in frustrated situations as we could imagine happening, but I really believe that um, we were we were called as parents to to be our children's educators, and hopefully, as God allows, more and more people will come alongside 
to kind of fill in those gaps, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you will come into a group of people that homeschools and you will doing everything but teaching and that will be okay because you still are um, able to select what they're learning. I think that meeting each one of our kids, the way that God designed it is, it's a huge part of why we homeschool, you know, just kind of meeting the, the, the lows and meeting the highs, you know, helping them thrive. And um, that's, that's just really what I think is so necessary. Uh, we can we cannot assume our kids to be to fit in in a box that somebody created, right? And we don't when they don't fit, then there's something wrong with your kid. Mm. Oh, you know what? What if the system? What if the box is is not supposed to be there, right? And so, um, you know, there's definitely different challenges and things that obviously come with homeschooling, but I think that the benefit really outweighs all those. Um, and homeschooling, if anything, is is just God really molding our own characters as as parents, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely very exciting. It doesn't it, no day looks the same, right? <laughs> we we all have good days and bad days, and so do our children. But as long as we are, you know, being guided by God and being in the right community, I feel like parents can do it because they were built for it. They were made for it. Yeah, I just love that because there is so much freedom in homeschooling once you get over the fear. (laughs) And that might be a daily battle for some of us. I had to read quite a bit of books to get that bravery, you know, to to really jump in, but I'm glad I did. Yeah, it is. It's you're learning something every day being a homeschool parent and being a parent in general. So I just know that community, like what you're offering, is so wonderful and fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for um, your co-op and your academy to just thrive here in Palm Beach County. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I was just going to say that we do have registrations open for our electives. So if anybody wants to join us, we'll be starting back in January. Um, and they could just contact me for you know the details of that. That's so great. And I will put your email and your phone number in the show notes so that they can contact you. So I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. Thank you. This was so good. Thank you for tuning in to the Local Homeschoolers podcast. If you would like to share your homeschool story or have a local Palm Beach County resource that you would like to share on the podcast, please reach out to us at localhomeschoolers.com.